Right at the Fork is brought to you this week by Whole Foods Market. Local summers just taste better. This summer, get local at Whole Foods Market. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find your local store. Okay, well, this is going to be a fun podcast. We have Gary the Foodie, who you can find on Twitter, at Gary the Foodie. And uh, my name is Chris Angeles. I have had the privilege of getting to know Gary through my Portland Food Adventures events, and then we became friendly enough to become a once-in-a-while dining partner out there to go out and enjoy the food scene. Gary has always made me feel... I feel like I know a bit about chefs in Portland and so forth and restaurants, but his knowledge of restaurants outside of Portland and inside, he'll, you'll, when you listen, you'll hear how many times he's visited a place like Aviary, which is a place where I've seen him before. Um, but outside of Portland, what impresses me is that he goes on food trips and they're not week-long whirlwind trips through cities where he does 53 different places. What he does is pick out a restaurant and say, I want to go there. And he will fly there, have dinner, and come back the next day. So he's flying with purpose to go sample some of the world's best food put out by chefs. He's, um, he won't admit it, but in my mind, he's a veritable encyclopedia of chefs and food, and his Flickr account is full of some amazing dishes. And so we've been trying to get Gary to come on for quite a while. He's a Portlander, has lived here all his life, and um, started, as he said, enjoying the dining scene at Rose's, and he knows all about Zephyro and uh, some of the other places that really are the base or the, the, the framework that all of the for- this food scene was built on. And he's really kind of a fun guy to talk to, more than kind of a fun guy. He's a fun guy to talk to. He's opinionated. He gave us a couple of things he didn't necessarily want to talk about. Um, and he once uh, told me that, uh, or at a few times he's told me that uh, there are guests he doesn't necessarily want to sit next to at my Portland Food Adventures dinners. And that's because he wants to concentrate on the food. However, in introducing them him to some people, he's created some friendships. And I'm happy to have been a part of that. Um, and I'm happy to have Gary the Foodie. We'll just call him Gary the Foodie. Gary Okazaki. I've never even asked him how to pronounce his last name, but I assume that's correct. If not, he will correct us via social media in about four seconds flat. Gary the Foodie. Hi. Amazing to see you. What a surprise. Nice to be here. And you're dressed to the nines. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for uh, dressing up, but it is a podcast. Although Heather's probably going to take a shot of you for Instagram. Well, I, this is the way I look when I go out to eat. Well, we're gonna. I wanted to ask you that. Um, when you the first time I saw you, the first few times I saw you, you had some amazing jackets on that were. You can, I don't know where one would get a wardrobe like that. Well, you know what? I used to dress up when I went out to eat, but not anymore. And so this is. I do. I've seen you at Cocote dressed. Like you are now, wife beater shirt, sort of. Literally, it's this, colorful though. It's not just a white one. It's uh, and it's got a little more sleeve than the usual. So I won't call it that. Well, yeah, thanks. Oh, so you don't like the earphones? No, that's no. good. That's okay. Your choice. And the and the uh, anyway. So you're not wearing the nice the, the clothes anymore. I gave that up when I when I travel when I go out to eat in other cities. I always dress up. But oh, it, oh it, not in Portland. Not in Portland. That's a beautiful thing because I think that's going to be the theme it's of this. Portland. Po- but we're going. That's going to be the I, general theme of this podcast. Uh, uh, t- on Friday night, I was in the middle of a workout, dressed like this, mm-hmm. at the gym, and it was about seven thirty. And for some reason, I just craved desserts. I think, where, where should I go? Where can I go? So I said, Oh, how about Castagna? Because J- Justin Woodward's <laughs> <You> desserts. <laughs> so I called up. I said, I want to come in for desserts. He's like, come on in. So I, 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 I had. I, I was dressed like this, and I just walked into Castagna, sat in table four. They don't, no, no one in the dining room sees me if I'm at table four. It's uh, on the other side of the bar. Mm-hmm. Unless you only see me if you walk to the bathroom. Right. So I basically was dressed like this, eating desserts at Castagna. 
And they also have A5 Wagyu from Iwata. The, the most luxurious item you'll ever see on a Portland menu. I swear to God. It, it, was, it was amazing. 40 bucks. So do you feel like you should have gone home and no. dressed and come God, back to eat are you eat kidding? That? No. I, I, I'm going to be a Castagna in two weeks. I'll dress like this. And that's it. That's your Portland dining wardrobe. Certainly not in the winter. Oh, not the winter. Yeah. But it's close. Yeah, I, I wear sweat. I wear sweatpants. I swear, I wear, I wear sweatpants during the winter. Yeah, so I was. Yeah, I've been a little surprised because the first time I think I saw you, uh, where did we met at DOC? Correct. Yeah, uh, your PFA. Yeah, DOC, and then I saw you at Aviary. I think, if I recall, it's funny how my memory can work on some of these things, but generally I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday. I don't know. At some point, I just gave up dressing up. Right. So it's like getting dressed. But up it's before. very interesting that your that your attitude is this is the way I'm going to dress at Portland, and you're home. Yeah, it's home. But when I go out to other cities, I'm going to treat them a little differently. Well, I, I, I you know, people who know me know that I, I'll, I'm always wearing my fanny pack. It's huge now. I got to be in a bigger. What's fanny in pack. that fanny pack? It's well, you know, you got you got the iPhone six plus. <laughs> okay. You got the you He's got my wallet. It all up. And it, it's Heather, attached. It's Heather, attached. get your purse out. We're going to do this right after. We're I, go I got I got thing. my keys, which are also attached to the fanny pack. Okay. I got I got. And I by got, the way, the fanny pack, so anybody knows, a, is still pure, attached to him. It's right. not off. A, a Purell. <laughs> I got my Purell. All right, good. Do you use that every time you dine? You get get got no. it going on. Someone handed me Purell last night I, I, for the I, first I, time. I, I, I pet pets. Four years. When I walk, when I walk, you know, if I see a dog or a cat, I'll pet it. it and then you, then you Purell. Yeah. I okay. got, I got a flashlight. <laughs> okay. Can we turn the lights off here? That'd be kind of fun to do the podcast with just uh, a flashlight. Okay. And uh, that's that's pretty good. You need the flashlight. Yeah, you got the I, phone. I, I know. I'm, I look like a. <laughs> a fucking asshole. We're, you know, you know, you do not know. with a fanny pack, but I don't care. You know what? I love but, that but, you don't but, care. But but <laughs> but <laughs> when I leave the city and go travel, I will not wear the fanny pack. When I when I when I I, I wear it on the airplane, but when I get to the hotel and go out to eat, uh, no fanny pack. Well, you can't wear the fanny pack with a beautiful blue plaid jacket. I used to. Okay. In Portland, when I used to get dressed up, I wore the fanny pack. Okay. All right, so um, so we. I, I'm. By the way, thank you for coming. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I think you you asked. I've been asking first, for a while. Yeah, and and I, I'm a nervous. I don't. Why would anyone care what I have to say? Plus, I'm not sure if I'm more nervous now or right before my colonoscopy that I had a few months ago. Are you nervous now? A little bit. Yeah. Sure. There's nothing to be nervous about. I know we, you. You and I have known each other for really years. Have, I know. I've known Heather for for years too. We sat next to each other in Acadia with Jen. We don't have anywhere near the number of listeners that Mark Maron had last night with President Obama on. I don't even know who Mark Maron is. That's uh, I know he's food got a is podcast. Sports. It was a big thing in the podcasting okay. world okay. that Obama was on a podcast. Right. That's I'm glad I know who President Obama is. I'm glad I know he's president. Yeah, I, well, I know sports good. and I know food. All right. So listen, we're in Portland and yeah. you and I have had a lot of discussions. Here's the thing. You make me feel really stupid when it comes to food because I feel I feel like I know the Portland food scene pretty well. I don't know it, the nuances as well as you do, uh, because you you just mentioned what you had at Castagna. I probably would have had that, enjoyed it, told a few people about it, and then forgotten about it. Not No, you remember because you paid 40 bucks for well, a couple that, of bites of meat. That's why, because I paid 40 bucks. But, but on the other hand, you know what's going on internationally. I don't uh, know. And, I don't. Well, you do more the more so than I bet anybody else in this town. I'm gonna I would wager that, and if anybody wants to put up somebody else, we'd like to hear from them. But we don't hear from them. You're visible on Twitter and and a little bit on Instagram, and but at any rate, you know a lot about chefs and restaurants. You'll travel to destinations just to eat, and then come right back to Portland. Right. You're not doing. When you go somewhere, it's just to eat. It's exactly. not to sightsee. Well, yeah. I, well, I went last time in Paris, like a year and a half ago. I I did go to the Rodin Museum only because L'Arpège wasn't open yet. So I I had, <laughs> I had like an hour to kill. I thought, where am I going to go? I don't know. I don't know where I am. So I, I said, oh, there's the museum. Let me go walk in. Oh, it was the Rodin <laughs> Museum. So I, I hung out there for like an hour. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Better the- than my meal at L'Arpège. Oh, it's it was okay. very disappointing. Really, and we price, were just talking about the fact that Jose Chesa worked there. Yeah, and you were saying I didn't ask him any questions about Arpege, and so maybe it was good. Well, it would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chef Pessar is kind of an interesting guy in the food. I mean, basically, it's for many years, Alain Pessar only cooked vegetables. Like he just gave up 
serving meats. Mm-hmm. The meal I had a year and a half ago did include one course, uh, a lamb course and a turbo course. And uh, it was okay. I love the desserts of Floating Island. Do you remember no, everything, no. everything? I mean, if you go back two years, can you remember where, what you had? at a Well, I, 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 put, I create Flickr albums, so I can refer to them. Right. I mean, I just remembered some of the dishes there that night I do remember, even though it was very disappointing. But yeah. The very so, famous Larpege egg. I mean, that's it's that's iconic. So, how many trips a year do you think you take? Uh, not as many as I'd like to do, but because I have family obligations here in Portland, right. but I try to do one a month. Okay, so twelve trips, give or take. I think that's good. I think that's much. I mean, I I, I follow uh, Michael Zisman, and he's somewhere every week it seems, and he's got a job as a judge and a writer and all that. So, uh, it's to me it's awesome but on the other hand it feels like it's almost too much i don't i don't think i'd want to be on planes that much do you enjoy you don't no you don't i hate, love I hate being flying. around people so well, how yeah do you and love... then plus i don't like planes i don't like the process of flying um yeah i don't know it's good i'm happy i guess i'd like to travel a little bit more if i had more time mm-hmm. do you but, travel uh first class or economy when you go it depends i don't always travel first class i only ask that because and it's no slight to you. I completely understand it. You generally like to dine alone and don't want to be around people you don't know. I've had an experience with with you at one event where you were around someone you really didn't enjoy. And I left like halfway through. That was the I last know, Portland food adventure I went to because I, know, I, I got an back. argument with her. Yes. And, and, and I, I, instead of like being really – it was, I was pretty rude that night because she she, 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 she she was rude to me. Let me tell you. So just because I, I'd like to recap it, it's a funny story. I brought a date, and I thought it would she be was fun lovely. To sit with Who was da- lovely? I loved her. Yeah, Diane was nice. But I sat. You sat next to me, and I had. I didn't know what to do with this older couple, so I said, "Well, I guess we need to put them. Not need, but it'd be a good idea just to talk to them." So all five of us. Was it five? Yeah, five of us sat at a table, and it was a cocotte, which was delightful and beautiful, and uh, and there was a blogger part of the dinner going on in the in the private dining space. So I went over to say hi to Heather and As the bloggers over there. Right. And I come back and I said, where's Gary? And and D- Diane said, I think he left. And so, as it turns out, you left because you got into an argument over Michelin you, star ratings. In, no, in no. Paris. She was just she was just we were just arguing. I can't remember where I was arguing. It was about. over a restaurant. And, and then I actually walked over to where Heather was. I said, can I just hang out here? Can I, I just don't want to be over there. Next, and and Heather said, fine, but I, I, I don't know why. At that point, I just wanted to go home. All right, so let's talk about the Portland dining scene okay. versus the rest of the world or, or the rest of the country. Let's do that. I think that's a more, that's probably easier to tackle. So, so um, first of all, you pay the respects to the dining scene with fanny packs and shorts, and the rest of the country, you dress very nicely. Is that indicative? Of how you think about the the Portland versus other cities. Not necessarily. I mean, this is this is my home. I feel comfortable here. Restaurants in Portland Portland don't expect customers to necessarily dress up to go out to eat, and that's great. That's what I, I this one aspect of Portland which I find, which is which is very positive, at least from my perspective, is the fact that you can dress however you want. And that's fine with everybody. But, but I we... once posed a question online because I was wearing a hat. And I afterwards, I was at Ox, and I posted, should I have worn this hat at Ox? Because, you know, I grew up, it was not polite to wear a hat at a restaurant. Exactly. And I posted it, and most of the people chimed in and said, at a place like Ox, you shouldn't have. And uh, I felt a little bad. So now I don't wear a hat at a place like Ox. But I, if I'm going to Polo Norte, or Pollo Norte, I would do that. Uh, so... Do you, so you really feel it's okay any to dress any way you want? Exactly, at, even at a Castagna. I, I I think I have dressed like this and sat in the dining room. Do you think it's a little eccentric, or you think that would be okay who, who if care, everybody no did cares. it? No one well, cares. but but let's say you went to Castagna and everybody was dressed, and I'm not really indicting you. I think it's interesting, but if let's say everybody was dressed in shorts, do you think that bodes well for the Portland dining scene, especially for folks who come in from out of town and this is what they see? I just care about the food. I don't care what other people think. Right. Okay. I'm just asking you because you do care about restaurants. I do care about restaurants. So about the, the what I, would I, happen I, to the atmosphere in restaurants if everybody just decided I don't really need to dress I, at all? Because I think it would. It's an it's deleterious to the 
restaurant scene. Really? Okay. Not you. Well, no, no, no. I'm but just saying I, if I, everybody I've been, was. I've been to Robichon in Vegas. dressed like they're going uh, well, to the beach in flip-flops. Well, I've been to uh, Robichon in Vegas where someone walked in with short, like, just like this. And Vegas. even, and I was, I was wearing that's, suit and tie. And, that's Vegas. But anyway, cool. okay, so let's talk about food. The, okay. Not dress. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on that. But I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, Portland does have a different vibe. And it is more comfortable. And I, and I appreciate it. And I think you're right. I just think... I just think that there are uh, certain things you have to wonder, like with my hat, is that something? But at any rate, the food here. And you have said that, to me, that Portland isn't the best dining city in the country. It, you it, have said, you did say, and we'll talk about this, the bar scene, you think, is better than anywhere else. No, I said, I think the, the bar scene is better than the food scene here in Portland. Okay. All right. I think, depending on what the statement is, if you, you've called I think you've called Portland. Well, well you the most accurate statement to me is for its size, yeah. Portland is one of the better dining scenes in the United States. Just one of the better. With the just with the just the qualifier for its size, you don't think it's well, could be considered one of the best. Or I, the, I, th- not, I think I, I'm sorry, take out one of the best. I haven't been to every city in the United States, but I I would I would guess that Portland I'd bring Portland among the top 10 food cities in the United States, closer to 10 than Period. five. Without the disclaimer Without the disclaimer, size. yes. Okay. With the disclaimer of the size, where would you put it? Uh, it's the 22nd market, so you I, have to, I, I 22nd. Don't, well, I, I thought St. Louis is a small, smaller market than Portland. St. Louis is around 28, 29. Las Vegas is 28, 29. New Orleans is in the Fifties, yeah, I think. well, that's true, well, and, that, and and okay, and that thrillist that thrillist list had New Orleans number one. Yeah, well, that w- they obviously had to disclaim for its size, for its size. Yeah, Correct. so I mean, they didn't say that, but that's probably what they were thinking because, yeah, it can't beat New York. So, my biggest one of my biggest issues with Portland food scene is the sameness that's per- to me is somewhat pervasive in this in this city. Uh, that's changed somewhat over the last year or two with places such as Kachka opening up Russian food mm-hmm. and uh, Longbon, which is elevated Thai cuisine. I bet we probably have the best, one of the best Thai restaurant scenes in the United States. And as far as Asian, that's about as far as that's, it doesn't go much further than yeah. that. Right? Yeah. I was having this discussion last night. Like Chinese. But, I mean, like, yeah. where do you get good Chinese food? You, yeah. Where do you get good dim sum? Right. Uh, well, there are a few places that get named, you know. Ocean. Well, I think Michael Russell said Ocean City yeah. on his 100, 101 list is yeah. one of the better ones. Like, God. Yeah. I was deeply offended by the dim sum there. So you've been eating here for quite a few years. I was born and raised here. I mean, I remember... I go back. I go way back. I mean, like I, in high school, I was eating at Roses. I like I I do restaurant crawls. I eat like so I used to eat even in high school. I'd go to eat two or three meals a day. You know, just, you just did, was yeah. it, and that was pretty unusual then because people weren't thinking this is a food thing going on here. Now, when I was in high school, it's there was not nothing. unusual. Like last night, where did you go? To, this is, okay, this yeah, is what it's evolved to for you. Well, I drank more than I ate last night, but but well, let me tell you. Like last week, I did did a. Davenport, Padi, Tapalaya crawl all in one night. Last night was, I started out, I was with um, Angel Teta, who's a bartender at Rataula, and one of my good friends, Juliana, who used to be front of the house, general manager at Rocion, and now works at Rataula. So we went out, uh, it was Juliana's birthday last week. Mm-hmm. So I took them to Renata. So we basically ordered almost every pasta on the menu. Oh, the pasta. Ava yeah, you're and, the pasta. Oh yeah, Ava Jeans or not, I had the best pasta in town. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was truly. It, it, Renata, what can you say about Renata? Restaurant of the year. Well, six weeks. Do we want to stop there and go into that? No, or no, no, no. But I want to come but, back to that. Okay, we'll come back okay. But we had a lovely meet at Renata. It was that surprisingly, it was pretty busy. People were waiting outside. The, even people yeah, were waiting of outside the door. I mean, yeah, there yeah, was a little gotta, bit of controversy going on this week, and and. And law, you know, it was lauded. So that's there's contra- both. We'll get to that. And then after that, we went to Kachka for one thing: strawberry infused vodka. It's a, I've I've got it's been on the menu ten days. I've gone four times in ten days just to drink strawberry infused vodka. Wow, I haven't done that there, and I 
Uh, it's I only just, about a mini for 10 days. you got to go just to uh, drink the strawberry uh, infused this, vodka. This week, I will go. Maybe I, even tonight. And at, at that point, I thought I was going to go home because I wanted to get some sleep before this podcast. But they said, let's go to Portland Penny Diner because um, Juliana's boyfriend works at PPD as a bartender. So we go to PPD, wait for him to close down. I walk in and there's this plate that has a pork belly banh mi. No one's sitting at the at at the seat. And Cole said, "Oh, that's Dougie Adams banh mi." I said, "Okay." And that there were some onion rings. And Dougie wasn't there; he was doing something. So I started picking at his onion rings. I took <laughs> one of his onion rings, ate that. So Dougie comes out and we chat for a while. And he he doesn't touch his food because he's got to go. So he left. We actually was chatting for a little while, and I saw that pork banh mi that was maybe half eaten mm-hmm. and the leftover onion rings. I said, "I gotta eat this." So I basically ate his leftover <laughs> pork bon, pork belly banh mi. It's good. So four places last night. And then right? shift drinks afterwards. Shift drinks afterwards. Yeah. Okay. And you're doing well this morning. You don't sound like you're hungover. <sighs> I, I, I'm just tired. I didn't get much sleep. I got you with a Pips donut before. Oh, thank you for that. Before, so that was good. Um, so I the one time I saw you at Old Salt... The weekend it opened. It was Friday. Yeah, we had dinner together. We had dinner, but the funny thing was I was just going to order one or two things. I was on my way back from the gorge, and I thought where would be a nice spot. And you walked in, and I said, hey, Gary, sit down. And you said, I'm not going to eat much. I just had dinner at Cocote. And you just eat, you can eat a lot. You can pack it away. I got out-eaten at Mimir Mole by a 90-pound, 5-foot-2-inch woman, Carrie Kissel. She kicked my ass. Well, she didn't kick my ass, <laughs> but if she if she eats fast. We were with. So are you gonna have you issued a, cha- a, a challenge? No, yeah. Well, it was Drew, Tyson, Carrie Kissel, and myself and Lisa, nicely, and so we just see how many tacos we could eat. I mean, we were mole, and those aren't little tacos. She ate eleven of them. I could only eat ten. But then Drew, Carrie, and I. Oh, I've had I've had three and felt like Thanksgiving. She ate eleven. She ate them quickly. I, I, I was able to get to 10. Maybe I could have had one more. I said, are you going to eat another one? She said, no. I was thinking, should I just talk? But then it becomes petty. I don't want to be that competitive. <laughs> but then, but then I'll, okay, I'm competitive. So, so they, they, they drove me home. They, they drove me home. But on the way home, I said, there's Rose's ice cream. Let's stop at Rose's ice cream. <laughs> so we stopped at Rose's ice cream. So I had three scoops of ice cream, and she only had one. So I thought, okay, I kind of sort of tied. Cause I, you're she not a more. big guy. It's amazing that you're... you're the, Oh, she, well, she's five foot two inch, ninety pounds. Yeah, well, that's true. I, don't, I still don't Na- know how she ate. The Nathan's hot dog champion is little too. She's not big. Or... Oh, the uh, 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 Sonia Lee. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, she, she's she's not the best. Joey Chestnut's the killer when it comes to hot dog eating. Okay. I mean, he's the best competitive eater in the world. Yeah, I sh- well, I'm not that I'm. Have you ever thought of doing? No, competitive I'm not very eating, good. Yeah, just no, do, I'm not good. I can't do that. You're just doing it as a hobby. I like I, I like eating. Job. I like eating. Uh, so. Um, I, I will tell you what my. Do you want to know what my favorite day ever of eating is? Yeah, that's a good question. It was June of last year in Chicago, seven a.m. I walked to Do Right Donuts, bought like four or five of those, packed those away. Eight o'clock, Chris from Sparrow Coffee picks me up, and we spent two hours. He t- he taught me what he could in two hours. How did about you know coffee. him? How did you know him? He just social media. Okay. He like DM me. Said, You're in town. I said, Yeah. Let me cool. pick you up, and we'll take. I'll take you to Sparrow Coffee. More Michelin starred restaurants in Chicago use his coffee, Sparrow anywhere else and then he dropped me off a trencherman for brunch and that was from 10 10 to 12 i had brunch then he dropped then i went they took a taxi from trencherman to 16 at the trump two michelin star restaurant thomas lentz had have had seven courses for lunch there took a couple hour break five o'clock started at boca nine courses there took a taxi to spiaggia had four pasta courses there Took a taxi to L2O and had 18 courses there. And I finished at 1 or 2 in the morning. Start So basically from 7 a.m. to 2 in the morning. Wow. I was just... That's that's like a cruise, but on steroids. The food was magnificent. L2O was one of the... Oh, it closed so, December 31st of this past year, but it was one of the most spectacular restaurants in the United States, maybe in the world. So uh, I did ask you this question once, and I certainly... That's my problem. I don't remember the... What are your favorite restaurants in the United States? In the United States? Ooh, I have my list. I, I, how did I know you might ask me that question? <laughs> well, well, it's good that you have a list because you won't leave anything off. Then. Well, my favorite restaurants 
I'll give you my top five. Five. Okay. Well, I'll go international. Number one in the world is the sink. They have a new chef. I haven't tried. Oh, I, number two is the doyen. Actually, the doyen chef went to the sink. These are in Paris. Yeah. Manresa from Los Gatos in California is number three. Four is Quintessence from Tokyo. Five is Alinea from Chicago. Those are my top. So it's Manresa, Alinea, Qua is number six, United States. What's my next? I've it's, not seen a Portland place on this list yet. Well, you're not going how to far for a while. Down, how far down do we have to get to get to a Portland restaurant? And which ones would those <laughs> be at the top? 29. Really? Oh, you've actually listed it. So 29, and which one? I'm going to guess that's Castagna? You are correct. Right. And 30 is La Pigeon, number 30. Okay. You, you think if, you, if you'd if you had a different night the night before you made that list, it might have been a little different? No. Okay. No, okay because I, I've eaten at Castagna a lot. I've eaten at La Pigeon a lot. Okay. I, uh, maybe they get penalized because they eat there so often that... But it, it, the, yeah, I think that's, the I think that's good. They some, have to be consistent if you've, and they are, well, but the, if you've eaten there a lot, you have lots of opportunity to have one bad thing that yeah, might sway you. Yeah. But, but, it, it, or not bad thing, but one thing that you don't love. There are three Michelin starred rated restaurants that, are, that aren't as good as La Pigeon or Castagna. Like the Bernardin. I was just there last month. It's not as good as La Pigeon or Castagna. Um, 11 Madison Park, number five in the world, three Michelin stars, not as good as La Pigeon or Castagna. So when you're eating and you're evaluating a restaurant, and you're not a reviewer, you're no. a diner, but when you're, for you to walk out of a restaurant and say, that was, the, the, that was the best experience I've had in the last few months or year or forever, what is it about that experience that made it so, is it, obviously it's taste, it's got to be taste, but presentation, the, how does it feel? Because you're, here's just one quick thing before you say it. For me, the social aspect of dining is important. So if I'm enjoying a meal and I'm having a great time with people, that elevates it. You're usually doing it alone. And I've had good meals alone, but you can't talk about it with someone and say, wow, taste this and see the reaction. You've always said that. And I've, I, I, when I eat with people, it's hard for me to concentrate on the food. And you've said in the past that sometimes you can't remember what you've eaten, but you remember the social interaction. That's why you maybe have enjoyed that culinary experience. For me, I very rarely remember an amazing culinary experience where I've, where I've eaten with someone. I, it's, I've got to ruminate about the experience as I eat. So when you're ruminating, what are you thinking? It's just the whole dining experience. Like, let's, say, let's take Le Cinque. When Burfard was there, he's replaced, he's replaced by Le Square, who was at Le Doyen, but regardless. It, 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 the dining room is magnificent. I mean, it's it's awe inspiring, and Jeff Latham is does the flowers there. He's one of the world's greatest. If you ever seen him, For, Jeff Jeff, Latham, Jeff Latham's flower arrangements at Four Seasons in Paris, and he's it, really good at at uh, game too. Pardon? I'm sorry, Jeff Latham. It's another guy. Jeff oh, Latham. Okay. Sorry. And, and, and the, the, <laughs> I, service can be good, bad. I don't. In general, I don't. I don't place that much emphasis on service. If it's really bad service, then it detracts from the experience. But everything about dining at Le Sink is just elevated from the food to the dining room. So how did you know it was Jeff Latham? Did you have a discussion? Did you look that up? That those are details that most people don't go so far as to as to Well, the flower arrangements were so spectacular. I asked, who did this? I said Jeff Latham. Okay. Then I looked up he's he's world famous. But that's most people don't go that far. That's pretty cool. Thank you. That you've gone that far to look at what went into the experience? Because there's a lot that goes into. And with Manresa, it's it's the food. It's like you you walk up and it looks like a house because it probably was a house, and you're part of the family. David says that you know you're a friend of the house, and you really are. You you walk in, and it's like you know long lost relatives. It's like it's very it's it's very personal. His food. David is one of the most talented chefs. In the world, he could do Mexican. Um, one dish might be Mexican tinged. One dish may be Japanese oriented. I, I I just love Manres. It's it's got two Michelin stars. It deserves three. It has deserved three, four years. And that's uh, on your list. That would be the most realistic and and doable for anybody in Portland to go visit. Yeah, that. Los, go find a San Jose. To, yeah, then right. take a taxi Easy. to Los Gatos. And that's what you would do. So you've done that sort of thing. Just take the taxi, eat next day, come back. 
Oh, yeah, early, early in the morning, get very little sleep. That's awesome. And that's why I consider you, when people call themselves foodies, and I, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and say, I'm a foodie. I don't know what that means. But um, I guess I kind of know what that means. But you're, you're taking it to another level, which is a really cool and fun level. It's, you're only doing it because you enjoy it. It's what you enjoy. And, and the word foodie, it, uh, sometimes it's cringeworthy in mm-hmm. the sense that there's, it denotes something. It's just a lover of food. What's wrong with that? And people criticize that word. Oh, I'm more of a glutton than I am a foodie. Uh, I, I, Gary the glutton. I like that. If I could do that, your, I could change, but I don't. You it's, can't it's, it. it's, it's a bit too late. When I first started <laughs> my Gary the Foodie Twitter account in May 2012, I thought I'd get 100 followers. How many do you have? 2,300, about, give or take. Nice. I got Red Zippy, Rene Red Zippy, and Noma to follow me recently. Did they t- have you had conversations with them? I uh, mean, Twitter conversations? Have they, have they direct messaged you or, men- or, or tagged you? Yes. Very cool. That's got to feel good. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I know they don't look at my tweets. I mean, these chefs are too busy to you know, look at my oh, pictures of Portland. On my Instagram account, I have some chefs that will like it. Almost half the posts I do will like it the minute it comes out. And I'm thinking, aren't they? What? How do they have time for this? Well... Yeah. Uh, well, they like their stuff. Yes. Well, that's true. There are a lot of people that, that do social media, and it's a one-way street. They don't look at anything else. And I, and I understand that. They're busy. Yeah, no, and it's cool, and it's, it's pretty much accepted marketing practices now for most restaurants, and that's what they do. We're going to take a brief break here and have a quick word from our sponsor, the wonderful people at Whole Foods Market who are supporting our podcast. And we're glad to have Whole Foods Market with us, and one of the things that is very important in what they do in this community of Portland is the relationship that they have with local artisans and local chefs, and uh, that's something they've been doing for a long time. We had Denise Braley, their forager, uh, on this podcast not too long ago, and she discussed how that works at Whole Foods Market. Whole Foods Market started in 1980. We have always worked with producers who are near our stores from the very beginning. So we have been supporting local businesses and local products for 35 years. So we've been driving this bus from the beginning. So we're not jumping on any bandwagon. But ultimately, you know, the difference for us is it's really about the relationship and the partnership more so than just a word. So let's talk a little bit about Portland and and restaurant of the year and uh, and oh ratings my. and so forth. Jeez. Um, here's just I guess more important to hear what you think than what I think. But I oh yeah, I, well, we, we well, all talk just, about it on yep. the surface. So Renata and I haven't been there, so I can't say anything. Uh, most people haven't been there. It's been open a few weeks now. Um, Six it was weeks called restaurant of the year. My only problem with that rating, I think it's okay for that. I, I, I don't know, but there should have been an explanation about what Restaurant of the Year is because in the same breath, there's a 101 list where Lepigeon is number one. But they've been and, Restaurant of the Year before, Chris. What? Oregonian has named Lepigeon Restaurant of the Year before. In general, Michael's not going to name another restaurant which has I'm, previously I'm, been a Restaurant of the Year again. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he should have announced Le Pigeon Restaurant of the Year, but I, what I think he should have done, okay. and I didn't see it anywhere, and I have to admit I didn't read every single thing that's been, every social media post or what ha- all his responses, it should have been explained that Restaurant of the Year isn't necessarily the best restaurant, because I think people, on, that's what they took it to mean. It should say that this is the restaurant we would like to shine a spotlight on because it's doing something that people should notice this year. And I think that in if that criteria had been mentioned, there wouldn't have been a lot of... No, there would have, because it's been open only six weeks. Is it, I wouldn't have named it Restaurant of the Year, but I, I might have and probably would have named it Rising Star Restaurant of the Year. Okay. I but, still think that people would have said, hey, it's only been open... Has it been six weeks? I, re- I read two. May 9th is when well, they that opened. was a soft, soft opening. opening. Yeah. But they're so- what, what? Come on, I, they, they charge me money. I paid. Well, that's true, and they've had. That means they've had six weeks to get it up to speed. Yes. So, 
But it's I number still, six on my list, think, by the way. I still think the big problem was the big r- number six. It is. It, it's number eleven on I Michael's got list. There fast. I, I've been there eight times. I was there last night. <laughs> eight times. Eight times. Oh man, uh, what's your favorite dish there? Just get the pasta. The pasta's constantly changed. Last night it was pork agnolotti with with basil pesto. It was awesome. Get, I mean, like I, I best pasta on the West Coast is my Michael Tusca quince is awesome. Mid- Midwest is Spiaggia, Tony Montuano. You once sent me a em, picture. Emrea on the East Coast. Emailed me a picture. I don't. I think you're in Paris. Uh, one, one spoon, one forkful of pasta no, it, wrapped around for fifty dollars. Yeah, it was Osteria Francescana, Massimo Bottura's restaurant, number two in the world. Okay, well, thank you for that. Email, I appreciate it. It was it, it was the best pasta that I've ever had. So that one bite was worth fifty bucks for you. It was more like two or three bites, two okay. bites. It and it was fifty dollars. Yes, but it, 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 it's three Michelin stars too. But. All right, so let's get back to Portland. Um, so yeah. it, it was caught. I would have named restaurant of the year would be Aviary. Oregonia has never named it restaurant of the year before. But in, in Michael's commentary during the Oregon Live session he had with readers, he did say. If a restaurant has been named Restaurant of the Year by Portland Monthly or Willamette Week, he's less apt to name that restaurant Restaurant of the Year because they, they already got that initial push. So, uh, what? I would think it should be done in a vacuum. They shouldn't be doing it based on who else is rating what. Everyone's. It's his I understand. Choice. I'm saying in a perfect world, though. It yeah, that's why not I would have named it re- based on what another publication does. Well, I would That's why I would have named. And, and to be honest, the first four, one through four on his list, had been named by Oregonian. In previous years, restaurant of the year number five was Aviary. I would have named well, Restaur- Aviary is consistently one of the best restaurants in Portland, and not only from my own experience, but I hear other people always say, top of their list, always when they want to go for a good meal, Aviary is the place. I've said it before, and I'm saying it again. I don't get there enough. I don't get to any restaurant enough. I get to not Aviary like enough. I wish I, I, I wish I could live a little bit like you and go to lots of restaurants a lot, but I just don't. I, I've been to Aviary about 150 times, and and Sarah, Sarah and Justin Woodward, Sarah Pliner, chef there, chef owner, and Justin Woodward and Castagna are the two most consistent chefs in the city. I think Sarah's missed two days of work in four years. That's and, incredible. And Justin never misses a day. I don't know if he trusts his line cooks. I don't know that. Maybe that's why he doesn't miss a day. But Justin's food is. <laughs> I hope there are no J- line J- cooks. Li- J- none of his line cooks listening. J- right. Justin's food is 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 some of the best. Justin, I used to say Justin Woodward is one of the best young chefs in the country. I can't say that anymore. He's one of the best chefs in the country. So, but you'd still put him at number thirty or twenty nine. Well, but it's head it's head of a lot of three Michelin star rated restaurants too, though. Yeah, and okay. there are, there are a lot of great restaurants. Ahead of Castagna, too. All right, so let's do your. Uh, uh, you like lists. I do love lists. So I love lists do... of everything. What's who's the best band of all time? The Beatles. What's the what's I'm the greatest what's the great what's the greatest hockey team Beatles of all time? Beatles and Stones. I'm gonna go, but Beatles. Edmonton Oilers stuff. with Jerry Yari Curry, Gretzky, Anderson. That 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 team. Greatest greatest hockey team I've ever seen. Baseball team. What's the best baseball team? Probably ever? 27 Yankees. Okay, that's a good that's a good call. Uh, some of the well, yeah, it gotta be the twenty-seven Yankees. And I love that there's a, a P- Portlander citing baseball because no one talks. Not many people talk about it here. It's last it's, one, best basketball team ever. Best basketball team ever. Well, well, the, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the '69 Knicks with with DeBusher, Bradley, Frazier, Monroe, Willis, and Willis Reed. Reed. Come, yeah, and Phil a Jackson, Willis Pat, Reed. Pat Riley, and Phil Jackson exactly. And Pat Riley too. He wasn't on, no. Yeah. Yes, he was. He wasn't there. Oh wait, Pat. I'm sorry. Pat Riley was with the Lakers. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I was okay. living and breathing. Knicks. Dean Meminger. Dean Meminger. Right. When I was Dean, 11 years old. Dean Meminger. Right. Dean Meminger. Mike Reardon. I mean, number six. What, I can what, give was you all the Reardon, numbers. Was I'm so, we're talking about sports. But I don't right. know. I don't know. If Reardon was a Nick. Listen, though. we have he limited time. I could. I would love to do this. We okay. got to have you back. I really would. I could do the whole thing on sports. But uh, top. Someone's coming to Portland. They have ten days. Okay. Well, the, the ten places they have to go. Forget about ten days. I don't care if it's dinner or lunch, but we're ten places they have to go. Okay, I, I am going to refer to my list. I do have. I, That's I, okay. Yeah. That's fine. I, you like lists. You I, should, I love lists. 
He, obviously, Castagna and the Pigeon, right? Right. Those are there. And Aviary will be there. Those two are among the best restaurants in the United States. And then three would be Longbon. Right. You've been you've been to Longbon a few times. Quite a few times, and I love it. It's a great experience. I like sitting at the the uh, counter. bar, the counter. That's to me the. If I wasn't sitting there, I don't know because I like the interaction. That again, that's important to me. And it, 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 it is to me. I love sitting at the counter. I, right. I, I was there the first night along my service, February 14th of last year, 2014. First I will tell you another one that I'm very proud of. When I wrote Earl yeah? to congratulate him on this. the success, yeah, you told me. He wrote back and he said, Well, I thank you too because the Portland Food Adventures dinner we did with you, I don't, know, I don't remember exactly, was the impetus was for, the impetus, impetus for it. So he was being. Yeah, he was being he, kind. He was being kind. It yes. was row. It was ro- you look. You look at Longbond. Longbond's row. I don't know if Earl will ever give. Oh, maybe he does. I, when, I, when I look at Longbond, it's row. But at our dinner, he did stuff he didn't serve on the party menu, and okay. I think that's what he meant. That it was it was stepping out and looking at it differently. But I was obviously very pleased. To oh hear yes, that. Earl. All I did was put Earl's say, nice. Let's do an event. So, yeah. Um, it, yeah, he's real. He's one of the sweetest guys you'll ever yes. meet. And. That I think that's common amongst a lot of chefs in Portland. They're all. They're, uh-oh, he's cringing. That's not the case. Well, no, I I, I, I know who the, ni- I, I, like. I, I, the nicest chefs. Also, in, nicest chefs in Portland are like Jose Chesa. Yes. Earl. Love Ryan Roadhouse. One of the nicest human yeah. beings in the world. All these people are people I know fairly well, and I really yeah. like them. And, and that's the, probably nice. a reason because I've gravitated towards nice people. Yeah, that's cool. So I right, love Nikki. R- Nick, Nick, Nikki, R- Nikki, 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 and Sandra Arnrich. They're the they're the best. All I right. love Nikki to death. So we have to talk a little bit about writers. You have writers you lo- you like and writers you don't like. I love writers, right? Oh, writers like food, food critics? writers, food writers, food critics. Uh, well, I I'm not gonna You're not gonna do that. No, I mean like just, wait, wait, Karen's my friend. Yeah, well, and I, I love I I really like Michael and and Michael, you, uh, well, Michael for, Russell. You're yes, talking about? I like Michael. Okay, but Karen's my friend. What am I? Gonna say? I mean, I love her. I like. I like the way she writes, and, and it's, it's hard to you around because you didn't in the early days. You oh my, really... yeah, the the story. Well, it doesn't have to be a story, but at one point well, you. Didn't, well, yeah, and it didn't... had to do with you're involved in that. I mean, obviously, you know the story. I tell the story. I, I'm not gonna tell a story on the air, but anyone who knows me can ask about what happened, and I'll tell them. What happened. I want to know what happened before, so that you necessarily know, weren't I, I'm not, enamored I, of Karen. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Put gonna, it this way: I'm glad you're enjoying time with her, and again, yeah. it gives you an opportunity to go out and dine with somebody and have exactly. and 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 talk about it. So that's good. But let me get, let me let me get through this. I'll be like, num- like list. Okay. List. Yeah. Number number four is Aviary. How are we? On t- how are we, Heather? Are we can we keep going a little bit? Okay. Okay. Four is Aviary. Five is Nona Girl. You and I went. Yes. No, when, First time I've been in Nodogoro. Sushi Omakase. It's, it's, did no, we, we, we didn't go to that one. Oh, we didn't? I went to that. You went. We've gone to that separately, but they were both fantastic. Uh, best, best sushi experience in Portland ever. Yeah, I saw someone post about that last night again. So uh, every day I see a post about Nodogoro. Whenever he does the Sushi Omakase, it's a post the next day from about six people saying this is the best. And six is Renata. There you go, Michael. Seven, Ox. Eight, Atala. Nine row, ten kachka. That's a good list. I think it's a the good list. The problem with lists is there are ten others that you could have oh, put yeah. on that list that should be there. So keep going. Eleven Little Bird, twelve Davenport, thirteen Clyde Common. Hey, you do, I'll be I'll be nice. PSA. Well, it's too late now. It's, you, there's going to be a, um, a Portland Food Adventures in a few days, but by the time this airs, it'll be done with. But really, go try Carlo Lamagna's food at the Clyde Common. La Magna, by the way. That's oh, how La Magna? pronounce it. La Magna. Oh, I, well, I just call Carlo. I was doing La Magna until yeah. I talked to him. Well, it's good. I, I just call him Carlo. There's he, another guy who's one of the nicest guys in show business. Oh, he is. You're exactly right. I yep. love Carlo today. Yep. Four, 14 is, believe it or not, Park Kitchen. I like Park Kitchen. Very and, consistent cook, cooking. And by the way, Park Kitchen deserves an extra star because it's been around for so long and has been doing what it's been doing for 10 years uh, as opposed to six weeks and, you're right and, and 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 scott's had a few chefs come in and out mm-hmm. of that kitchen and it's still consistent and right now it's david sap and it was before that it was ethan snyder ethan and, mason and david padberg and, and will had, and joel a and a lot of people in there yeah right david briggs yep and, but, and, but ethan snyder makes amazing pasta 
But the problem is, Scott only let him put like one pasta on the menu. Uh, so I would always say, "Come on, Ethan, give, give me more pasta." And just and now Ethan's doing more front of the house work or back administrative work. I miss Ethan's pasta. It only be I only try like once, one or two or a couple times a year. And let me, so are you through that list? Yeah. Quickly, I got one question. Yeah. What is it that's not going on any longer in Portland that you miss the most? What closing? What chef that may not be here any longer? I miss the most important restaurant in the last maybe 20 years was Zephyro or Zephyro. Monique always corrects me. That was the start of this generation of PDX culinary scene. It was Zephyro or Zephyro, however it's pronounced. Begat, begat Wildwood, begat Paley's Place and Higgins. I think for those are the four that come to my mind, and I wasn't there here then. You were right, and actually Heathman and maybe Genoa here in that discussion. Sometimes. Exactly, Heathman was 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 amazing when Greg was in the kitchen. I think it was Greg Higgins for like one year straight. I think I ate at Heathman every day. I mean, not every day, every week for basically one year. And I'm ninety nine percent sure Greg was the cook then, chef back then. Yeah, no, he then. I would love to be able to go back in time and see a movie of what Portland was like when that was just starting because who knew at that point what would have happened. I mean, I really view this, I view it a little differently than you do because I come from an area that didn't have this and I didn't eat a lot of the wonderful food that we have here. But I view it as a Disneyland of food because you've got all this tier of great restaurants, the kind that you were just mentioning, that are on your list. Then you've got these neighborhood places. Then you've got, you know, the smaller places, the lardos of the world that are doing incredible things. Then you've got the food carts. It doesn't stop from all angles. If you want to eat, if you're from out of town, uh, then... I, I just wish the cooking in Portland were more consistent. I, that's, that's one of my... You, you, the meals I eat in other cities are more consistent And why do you think that is? I've heard... Or isn't. I, I don't know. You have to ask the chef. And maybe they, they'll, well, they'll, they'll, maybe they'll say I'm wrong. Why do you think that maybe they're just not listening? Oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to say that, but I'll say that. But you're right. That's what, the answer. What's the answer? I didn't hear it. Labor. The Labor. I'll say it. The, line, the chef's bitch about line cooks. The quality All the of the time. Cooks. All the time. Yeah. And turnover, yeah, and there's exactly. There's a lot of turnover. So, but my feeling on that is, from what I can tell as a layperson, there are so many restaurants that you can only have so many line cooks, so the experience level can't be. But but, 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 be but we're paying for that. But we're paying for the inconsistency. And and the other issue oh, is wait the till, price creep. Wait till price, minimum wage goes up and price creep. I, I you and I have talked about it. I, you say how reasonable Portland is. You you said it before. It's it's no longer. I can eat cheaper and better in other cities than I can in Portland, Oregon. I mean, I can eat, yeah. Then I can't. Yeah, exactly. And I but I've noticed that's changing in the last year or two. Things are. Expensive. I've got a personal. Yeah, never mind. I'm not going to. But you, you've seen it too, then, right? You've seen the price creep. I've seen it a little bit, but I still think if you order certain things, uh, it's not so bad. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't 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 agree as much. But I'm, I'm I'm not eating elsewhere as much. I do know I ate in Barcelona for not. I thought that was really reasonable. Mexico City is very reasonable. Pujol, you know, one of the number sixty-three restaurant in the world. It's eighty-five dollars right. for for thirteen dishes. Quinto uh, Neal, number thirty-five in the world, seventy-five dollars for like eight courses for lunch. Yeah. Amazing. Here's what I've noticed here: that the prices may remain the same, but I think the portions are getting smaller. And some, you know, I had a I yeah. had a dish that was called uh, heirloom tomatoes that had two millimeter sliced tomatoes on the plate recently for way too much, and I thought that's what's going on. They're serving something, but getting cute with the dish. And it's not quite as wonderful as it should be. I had a foie. I had a foie dish where the foie was so thin, I, I couldn't believe it. It was like twenty bucks. Yeah, I won't so tell you where it came the from. Same thing, and it's supposed to look reasonable, but it's not. I can't say that's across the board. I still think it's fairly reasonable. I, of course, wish everything was less expensive because I could go out more. That's part of what. But if workers are getting paid more, fine. But yeah, but that's going to be that's a whole other discussion. I know. So um, what's just. Quickly, because you love lists, 
what's on your radar for the next month to go out and eat in Portland? Where are you? Are you, in, you well, I, uh, probably I the same place as you just mentioned. Uh, yeah. But is there any place new that you want to try that you haven't oh, tried? Oh, Renata. There's a place called Renata that just opened up six <laughs> weeks ago. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. It's pretty that good, too, I heard. But you've already been there a couple of times. Any place you haven't been? Uh, no. <laughs> are you a breakfast person? Do you eat any breakfast? No. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not much of a See, breakfast that, person. See, there's the whole world of broders and tasty and... What's opening up? What's opening up in the? Oh, you know, I know, I know. I got one. Mid July, Coquine's opening up. Yes, Katie, K- Katie Millar and Sondag. I got a PFA there. I got well, the yeah, opening you're, night. You're, you're, you're the opening night. Yeah, so I'm I asked Sondag. I'm on that. Yeah, well, yeah, you're opening night. I said, I asked Sondag when you open up next night after PFA. July sixteenth. Yep. Hey, Looking another PSA. I, I'm good. You but should this hire is, me. This is probably going to air or start streaming after that. But anyway, oh, crap. We had a great. We had a great meal there. Go back to Coquine. It's great. I mean, you had a great deal. When did you? <laughs> it have, it's been open negative oh, six. Okay. I'm going to call it restaurant of the year. Negative six weeks. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, or negative four weeks. Gary, uh, I could literally. This could be a day long podcast because you and I go out to eat and we have this yeah. a lot. We swear more. Yeah, we swear a little more, and uh, we probably get into some topics. I'd love it if we could do it again sometime because we obviously didn't cover anything. So. Maybe you'll do it again. It's, Maybe it's, it was nice. much better than a colonoscopy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's Heather. We got to put that on our website. That's the quote. Better than a colonoscopy. Better than a colonoscopy. Right at the fork. Thank you so much, Gary. You're welcome. Right at the fork is recorded in the beautiful studios at Alpha Media and expertly sound engineered by Court Johnson and produced by me, Heather Jones. If you want to find us, we are on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. We love ratings and reviews, so thank you to those who have done that, and please, we hope you'll continue to do so. You can find us at portlandfoodanddrink.com and portlandfoodadventures.com and, of course, right at thefork.com, discoverportland.net, and now at foodcartsportland.com. Lots of great places to find us. We're also on Twitter, Food Podcast PDX, and of course, Facebook as well. Also on our website, we now have a donate button. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to see it continue, please donate and thank you so much.